Well, good morning. I've been jokingly telling everybody for the past couple of days that I'm the token cultural resource manager historian on this panel today. I'm not uh, really in the realm of the museum world, kind of a little bit in the realm of the academic world, but uh, mostly what I've spent my career doing since 1989 has really been to um, doing history because we have to in advance of, of federally funded projects. And over that period, I've developed a lot of um, a lot of relationships with other historians, with archaeologists, all that are pretty excited about telling the history of Montana from a little bit of a different perspective than what we get academically. And um, I think it's it's been fulfilling for me in any case. But um, I just lost my train of thought too. That's pretty good. Um, but over these this time that we've developed a, a vast amount of literature about local history, public history, where we use primarily uh, primary sources and then also county histories and that type of thing, that is all locked up in reports that historians, academic and non-academic, really don't have access to. And so really I think it's a goal of mine is what are we going to do with all that literature now that we've got it? How do we incorporate that into the next um, phase of Montana history that I believe Dr. Wiltsey is working on now? I mean, how do you use that and get the word out that this is really kind of important history. It's important history for, for local communities and that type of thing so that they all have, have access to it. And I've also thought that this is kind of an interesting opportunity we've got, and I know there's a few out here, like my friend Crystal over here, that we're also trying real hard to find ways to incorporate or synthesize Native American history with non-Native American history of here. I mean, Montana's got two sides to its history, and unfortunately, most people only hear the one side. And so how do we get the word out that, you know, this whole other aspect of Montana history that we really don't know about is really fascinating. And how do we get the word out on, on that by working with the tribes and, and whatever? So um, I guess basically what I just wanted to say was we've got a lot of Montana history out there that nobody has really seen. And how do you, how do you get that out there so people do see it? And then uh, and, uh, do you do it all through interpretive markers? You do it, you know, through the Montana Department of Transportation historian writing about some road. I don't know. <laughs> it's a start, I guess. But um, but it's it's been a, a real challenge for me because it's 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 been an interesting ride since I, during my career. And, and what are we going to do? What's our, what's our legacy going to be? I mean, what are we really all going to get out of it besides just some? you know, dusty old reports sitting on the shelf in, in the State Historic Preservation Office. Um, that's really about all I've got to say. I think, uh, well, I did write something down. Nope, I've already talked about that. How do you incorporate that history into the, you know, Montana history of two centuries has been kind of the, the Bible we've all used for a long time, but I think uh, now it's three centuries and what are we gonna do to, uh, to reinterpret some of the things that we've looked at and in the past. Um, I was fortunate enough that I came up in the ranks at MSU 
with uh, with Rich Rader and, and Mike Malone and uh, and Pierce Mullen who was here yesterday and uh, so I uh, and Paula Petrick so it's all been really um, good to take their very and way I was trained by them and then apply it to what we're what we're trying to uh, how we're trying to interpret the information we're getting today. You're good. All right, good. It's all yours.